Yo, 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 it's Molly Cash here. I'm excited to talk to you today. I just have a little concept that's going to change the way you think about yourself, which will change the way you feel about yourself for the better. And as a side note, my computer is making a weird sound and I hope it's not being picked up, but it probably is a little bit. So if that comes in and out, I apologize for the sound. Just try to ignore it. All right, here we go. So I was talking to my husband. He was telling me that he does this thing where he uses the phrase, yeah, but, and he uses it as a weapon against himself. And it goes like this. Someone like me, perhaps, would say something like, hey, you're just really great at being a dad. I appreciate that. And then in his mind, he goes, yeah, but I really suck at... Um, okay, I'm trying to think of something he really sucks at and I'm <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. So, but you know, I really suck at whatever. It's like this mechanism of discounting or dismissing whatever good thing you have going for you, whatever good thing you did, something nice about you because, oh, I also have these flaws, see, so it doesn't count. Okay, sorry for the terrible example just then that was vague and not even complete. I will give you a more specific one because I do the yeah, but thing too. And I actually know what's going on in my brain as opposed to my husband. So I can tell you those examples. Um, this used to happen a lot when my kids were littler and I would have moments where I felt like a good mom. Something like, I actually played Legos with them and we had fun together and I wasn't just like secretly cleaning up the Legos the whole time. So I'm feeling like a good mom and my brain goes, yeah, but earlier when they were climbing up the drawers that are already on their last leg and about to break, I totally yelled at them. Or for a more recent example, Oh, hey, I've managed to keep these houseplants alive for a really long time. That's awesome. Yeah, but I didn't even plant a vegetable garden this summer at all. And the whole garden area is just overrun with weeds. I know this is a really common behavior that we do this to ourselves all the time. And it's pretty annoying, right? But I think it's subconscious enough that we don't we don't think of it as a choice we think we're just looking at the facts and maybe we are looking at some facts but there are so many facts we couldn't possibly consider them all we could not list every good thing and every bad thing we did even in one day and wrap our heads around it but the larger point is, why would we want to? What, why are we doing this anyway? What is the usefulness of yeah, but? I think where yeah, but is useful is where you, when you are evaluating something. Like if you're buying a used car and it has great leather seats, but it has 180,000 miles, you need to consider both things there and all the factors because you're trying to make a decision on whether you want this car or not. You are evaluating. If you were judging a contest, perhaps, that could be a situation where yeah, but would be useful. It's 
it's only useful in evaluation. So the reason we do it and we think that it's useful is that we think we need to evaluate ourselves to see if we're good enough or not. And I could sit here and tell you till I'm blue in the face that you're good enough and you can stop evaluating yourself and just know that you're good enough and then move on in your life. But we're never going to stop. We are humans and it's built into us to always wonder, am I doing okay? So instead, here's what I suggest. If we're going to be evaluating ourselves and dismissing certain things because there are certain other things, let's just make sure we do it both ways, okay? Here's an example. This morning I was playing pickleball with my husband and two other players that are really good. I, I had no business being in this game, y'all. I was so much worse than everyone on the court. And yet we played and it was a really fun game. It was probably especially fun for me because I know playing with better players makes me better. And it was just it was just a different pace than what I'm used to. I couldn't let down my guard for a second. You know, I had to really try to be on all the time, which is just it's just cool to play that way. And the other thing that made it fun is that these people are very, very nice. And this guy I was playing with kept saying things like, hey, good try on that or nice shot or whatever, just being really encouraging. And I would sometimes make a mistake. This happened probably three times. I mean, I made I made lots more mistakes than that. But about three times I, you know, hit it into the net or hit it out of bounds or whatever, obviously made the error. And I'd say, oh, sorry, I popped that up or oops or whatever. When I would say something out loud about having messed up. And mind you, I don't say, oh, I suck at that. Or like, I really make a point to not say disparaging things about myself. But a few times I messed up, I said something. And this guy I was playing with said, hey, but those are really good drops you were hitting. Or nice get in the corner though. Something like that, that was acknowledging that I made a mistake, but also reminding me of something good I had done. And when he did that, I thought, he's flipping around the yeah, but. Yeah, you made a mistake, but look at that drop. Yeah, but that was a really good idea to try to slam it, even though you slammed it into the net. So he was doing the reverse yeah, but for me, which was just really kind and lovely, but it's something you've got to be able to do for yourself because not everyone is that nice. And more importantly, not everyone knows the kinds of things you could appreciate about yourself, congratulate yourself for, celebrate that you have done well, or whatever small wins you have. It's nice to have other people tell you positive things about you, but it's your job to do it on the regular. And if you're not good at it, get good at it. Practice. You know those bumper stickers that say, start seeing motorcycles? I think it's kind of a weird way to talk, but it works. I think it's effective. And I think start seeing good things about yourself is the same kind of concept. Just like make a conscious effort to pay attention and notice, is there a motorcycle over there? Did I do something good? I don't want to miss that. So if you're not already good at it, it's okay. You can make a conscious effort and get good at it. So right about now, you may be thinking, 
but what about the bad things? I don't want to miss those either because I got to get better. And I hear you. I understand feeling that way. I am very much a self-improvement kind of person. I've always been that way. And it used to feel very scary to me to focus on the positive things about me and not the negative ones that need to change. It felt like if I didn't focus on them, they would never change and I would just get worse and worse. But I promise you the opposite is true. What you focus on expands. If you're looking for motorcycles, you're going to see a whole lot more motorcycles. And no, you're not going to put more motorcycles on the road by just noticing them. But in your own behavior, focusing on what's good will actually create more good. Because when you focus on what's good about you, you feel good. You feel better about yourself. And when you feel better, you do better. Just naturally, it happens. We see this in parenting. All of the parenting books and Instagram accounts and everything that I've seen say, well, okay, maybe not Dr. Spock. All of the more recent ones that are backed in more recent science say that whatever you pay attention to the most, as far as your kid's behavior goes, you're going to get more of that. So if you give them tons of attention when they're throwing a tantrum, they're going to throw more tantrums. Because what do kids want? Attention. It's not just that they want it, they need it. And if they can't get it in positive ways, they'll get it in negative ways. It doesn't matter. It's still attention. And so they say to ignore the behavior that you don't like. And whenever there's behavior you do like, you give it a ton of attention and praise and appreciation. I guess some of them say don't praise. You need to encourage instead. I don't know. There's a lot of different stuff. But they seem to agree on focus on what's good and you'll get more of that. And just ignore the junk behavior that you don't like. Obviously, you need to intervene sometimes to keep somebody safe or whatever. But wherever you put the most focus and attention is what's going to happen more frequently. And the exact same thing is true for yourself. Yes, you need to intervene with your own bad behavior if you are putting yourself or someone else in danger. Maybe if your mental health isn't so good and you need to see a professional. But even that is not evaluating yourself. It's giving yourself what you need. And we don't have to pretend that there's no bad, that we never screw up or do anything wrong. It's just that we don't want to put our focus there. We don't want the critical voice in our head to have the last word. That, yeah, but, bleh, now we're going to feel bad. Let's do it the other way around. Okay, I'm feeling bad, but I made my kids a nice breakfast this morning. And I cleaned the bathroom. Way to go, me. The truth is, it's not a zero-sum game. The good things that you do and the bad things that you do don't cancel each other out. But how do you know that, Molly? Well, I don't. I made that up. But what I do know is that when I believe that the bad things I do cancel out the good things I do, 
I am less likely to do very many good things because what's the point? I'm just going to ruin it anyway. When I believe they don't cancel each other out, I have a lot more motivation and hope and patience with myself and I allow the good things I do to add up and build on each other even if they are teeny tiny and building very slowly and I don't take away from that when I do something bad. I just set that aside and then keep going, keep building up. I know I'm not the only parent to do this, but sometimes I'll have a jar where I let the kids um, add beans or pom-poms or something into the jar when they do a certain thing to earn it. Sometimes it's like cleaning up after yourself or other times it's speaking kindly to your sibling or whatever, but they can earn beans and they add up. And the idea is when the jar gets full, then we get to go out and celebrate, do something fun, go get ice cream or whatever. And the first time I did this, lots of years ago, I also made it so that they could lose beans. And when they weren't listening to mom or if they said mean things to their sibling or whatever, then a bean would come out of the jar and now it's gonna take us longer to get it to the top, oh no. But that did not last long because I had these little teeny kids trying <laughs> to do something good and earn something fun. And when I took a bean out of the jar, oh man, it felt like I was sending such an awful message. Here's a kid who did something. That bean represents effort. It represents kindness or listening or whatever. Something this child did. It was so tangible that I'm like, oh, see this bean? You remember when you picked up after your brother just to be nice? Doesn't count anymore. Taking it out. What? How could I do that? Just because that same child did something naughty later, that doesn't mean he didn't do something kind before. It doesn't actually take away the good thing that happened. It still happened. And to believe that the bad things cancel out the good things is to imply that someone somewhere is keeping score and there's gonna be some kind of reckoning. And you know, there may be somebody in your life who does keep score, but don't be that person for yourself. And even if you believe that someday you'll meet your maker and there really will be a reckoning. I mean, if you watch The Good Place, it does all come down to math in the end. But don't you think that the kind of person you're becoming is going to be much more important and relevant in that reckoning than the number of times you did something bad? We all do a lot of things. We do a lot of good things. We do a lot of bad things. There's always going to be some of both. There's just no getting around that. All of us have wonderful traits and characteristics and also some that are pretty lame. All of us. But I personally believe that all of that takes a backseat to what we become, who we become. And where you put your focus that's where you're going to become something. All the rest is just 
incidental. So here's my challenge to you. If you find yourself playing the yeah, but game, I want you to notice that. And when you have a yeah, but I suck because, I want you to turn that around and give yourself not just one, but two positives for each negative. This will just give you a lot of practice in noticing the good things about you, the good things you do, your good characteristics, things you just appreciate or like about yourself. And that will help shift your focus to more in the realm of who you want to be rather than who you don't want to be, which is much more useful, I promise. I hope you'll give it a try because you are amazing. There is so much to like about you. And I don't want you to miss that because you're looking the other way. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you next time.